center field for Dugo. Just on the track and cannot make the catch. Off his glove. Cruz is going to go all the way to third. And the throw is high. And he's going to come around to score. So Wolves, Rosarena, and Franco all score. And Cruz, who is at third, with that throw high, circles them all. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. The Rays with a crazy comeback yesterday on the Red Sox. They continue to pull away in the AL East. Welcome back, Joe Giglio, Aaron Hawksworth today on BetQL Daily. Tons of football. We haven't forgotten. We have a baseball September that is here. I thought the series with Giants Dodgers over the weekend was incredible to watch. And that race is so good with both teams pivoting uh, on their way to over 100 victories. Let's talk some baseball right now. Kenny Ducey of NBC Sports Edge joins us right now to talk some award races, Cy Youngs, and that great race in the NL West. Kenny, it felt a couple of weeks ago like the NL Cy Young, we kind of knew the contenders. Walker Buehler became the favorite. Wheeler fell off a little bit. Corbin Burns was sitting there with some incredible numbers. And then out of nowhere, I missed it. Joe O missed it. I think we all missed it. Maybe you didn't, Kenny. Was was Max Scherzer, who has just flown back in this thing. He was incredible yesterday again against the St. Louis Cardinals. Kenny, give me a read on the NL Cy Young that Scherzer is definitely a part of now. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Joe. And it's really great to talk to you again. I mean, when you look at this race, uh, the last time that we were together, I feel like it was about two weeks ago. And I was like, you know what? I think Zach Wheeler might have this bad boy wrapped up. I mean, Zach Wheeler was pitching better than anybody in the National League. And sort of, you know, as out of nowhere as Max Scherzer entered the race, you know, uh, Zach Wheeler posted an ERA close to five in August. And I don't know what happened. Uh, He was giving up a lot of home runs, a lot of walks. Of course, he rebounded in a big way yesterday. But as we've seen in the past, you know, with Jacob deGrom winning it and just uh, there is a lot of recency bias. The way you finish the season is so important. Uh, you know, if Zach Wheeler would have had those four bad starts in May, I think that we're looking at a different situation and that maybe he's still the NL Cy Young. But, yeah, uh, it, it's pretty incredible that two two players from the same team are neck and neck for the Cy Young Award. I understand why Walker Bueller is the favorite, but speaking of recency bias, I mean, that six-run outing against the Giants, you, you hope that that doesn't snowball into worse results. And the one thing that I would say about Walker Bueller is his spin rate since the sticky stuff crackdown have been down and he's been fine. And he, he's, he's learned to live with it. Uh, he's struck out a ton of hitters. So I, I'm not ready to say that like, you know, that's going to be a factor, but it's always something that I've had in the back of my mind with this guy is that he's, uh, he's lost a little bit on that fastball. He also just has, you know, he's, he's had a, he had a weird start to the year. He had a great middle, he had a great July. So it's it's a it's a tricky race to handicap, but I certainly think that you know with the recent bad start, perhaps the pressure is getting on him to win this award. Uh, I think that Max Scherzer could be the guy that you want to bet on here. Plus two sixty at a lot of sites. I mean, thirteen strikeouts in his last outing. He's the guy that's seeming to get back into form. He's starting to peak right now, whereas Bueller is starting to perhaps regress just a little bit. Uh, and I would not. expect I would not be surprised to see these guys flip-flop in the autumn. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, two guys on the same team. 
And Bueller had a rough weekend, so it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back. Let's take a look at the NL West. Giants won two of three against the Dodgers, still a game ahead of the Dodgers, but L.A., a significant favorite. What is the best way to play either of these teams, if at all, futures or otherwise? Um, it, you know, it's really difficult because I, I do like the Giants. Uh, I, I will say that. I think that their pitching can hold up in October, but, I mean, the, the, the Dodgers have just put this huge run into them. And I think that this is, this is a team where, you know, the Scherzer and Trey Turner acquisitions um, have just made this a lot sexier of a team. Uh, I really wasn't totally bought in on them earlier this year. You know, Mookie Betts has had, you know, a down year. Cody Bellinger, obviously, well-documented bad season. But, again, I, I just I don't know if I want to pay, you know, uh, or I want to get these really short odds on them to win the World Series at plus 260. I think that the Giants are actually a, a still a pretty interesting bet here at plus 500 to come out of the National League when you consider their pitching is, I think, you know, just as good as anybody's in the National League. And I know that the Dodgers went out and got Scherzer, but you always have those concerns with Clayton Kershaw in the postseason. And Walker Bueller, who just mentioned, uh, had a couple, uh, well, had a bad start and uh, perhaps starting to lose it just a little bit. You know, this Giants team, I think, whether it's in the bullpen, uh, or, or in the starting rotation, even say some incredible lefties like Alex Wood, who's you know who's just been you know kind of a, a back end guy who perhaps could be towards a towards the front end of a lot of rotations. Um, you know, I, I think that they could pull it off here. They have that that uh, we always say even year magic. It's an odd year, but uh, look, I just the, the, the acquisitions that they made as well, getting Chris Bryant, I thought was huge for them. I'm still not that afraid to take them plus 500, but unfortunately, I think that the time has run out on taking the Dodgers if you were ever going to do it. Unfortunately, the odds never really got that good, and I'm still not really interested because I, I'm I'm not sold. This team's get gone very cold and very hot, and they could easily catch you know a slump over, over the course of a week and lose a series. Kenny, to, to go off your point about maybe taking the Giants to win the NL and get to the World Series, how, how much do you factor in, you can call it the, the manager, you can call it fading Dave Roberts. Uh, I'm a big Kapler fan. I was watching the games over the weekend. Look, the, the Giants, the Dodgers are better, right? The Dodgers have a better roster from top to bottom. But I'm watching Kapler outmanage Roberts. He's leveraging that game. He's sending pinch hitters up in the third inning with, with RBI hits that, that kind of win that Friday night game. In a five-game series, in seven, I might say the Dodgers would beat them because they're just better. And they have more starting pitching. But Kenny, I, I think if it's a five-game series, which it would be, they would face each other in the NLDS the way that the playoff bracket sets up. I think Kapler could maybe steal a game from Roberts. I, how much do you put into that if those two teams meet in October, Dave Roberts maybe fading him and going with the Giants in a short series? Yeah, I mean, you know, the guy obviously won a World Series. He did something right. But, you know, and, and I think that the other night uh, or, you know, I guess a couple of weeks ago, he got all that credit, right, because he, you know, uh, Chase Singler ran out of uh, of players on the bench and Dave Roberts ended up winning that, whatever, 14, 15, 16 inning game. I can't really – I blacked out because it was so late. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's pretty low bar to compare him to, right? I think that, you know, when you look at this, I, I'm more confident – Joe, in looking at how it's gone in the second half, I mean, you know, we have to remember that the Giants have won every series that they've played against Los Angeles. They took two of three over the weekend, and then earlier uh, this summer in July, they ended up going to Los Angeles. They took three of four. 
and two of three at home against Dell. I mean, this is just a team that's continued to, uh, you know, beat their rivals and, and in low scoring games, I may add. And that I think is a testament to the pitching, to the bullpen management, as you said. And I think when you, when you look at October and you look at the shorting, the, the shortness of your rotation, right? The, the Giants will shorten it up to, you know, a Kevin Gossman, a Discofani, and, you know, maybe a Logan Webb. And, you know, you put a guy like Alex Wood in your bullpen or maybe even a Johnny Cueto in your bullpen for two innings, that beefs it up. You, know, you already have guys there that are pretty reliable. Tony Watson has been reliable for them for a couple of years now. Um, and Tyler Rogers is, or sorry, Tyler Rogers is the guy who's been reliable for them. Uh, and Tony Watson more recently joined in the folds. They just have a lot of dangerous lefties. And when you look at the matchup between these two teams, we know that the Dodgers case facing lefties. This team can just continue to throw lefties at you, just like the Rays did uh, with Blake Snell and a, a host of other left-handed pitchers. If you got a stable pool of lefties, that is uh, very, very valuable. And that's exactly what the Giants have. And they could even bring up Sammy Wood again, another high strikeout lefty that could be effective against the Dodgers. So just looking at these two teams playing each other, you're right. I think that there is a lot of value and potential and taking the Giants, you know, because of a potential matchup here in the postseason, they have their number and they have uh, a lot of guys that they can throw to exploit their weakness. All right. Good stuff. Let's move on to the NLE, NL East. <laughs> Philly's still just a game and a half behind the Braves. The wild card's still on the table as well. What do you think is the best way to play either of these NL East teams? Yeah, I know you didn't want to say NL East. It seemed like it was difficult to say because no one wants to talk about the NL East. We just want to like forget that it exists because the quality of baseball has been so poor. Um, look, I, I know that the Mets are making headlines because they, they won seven of ten, and a lot of people out there are saying that you know uh, this is this, they have just as good a shot as anybody to win this division. The odds would obviously indicate that that's not the truth, and the fact that. You know, they, they, they continue to str- – I mean, they, they struggled against the Washington Nationals this uh, this weekend. The Washington Nationals are a team that have punted on the season, and they, you know, they, they lost two of three this weekend. I know they ended up winning that series, but, look, I mean, this, I just don't think this is a good baseball team right now. Javi Baez has only gone to make their offense worse. They were having issues with strikeouts and on-base percentage, and he's just – he's killed that. Um, we still have not seen guys like Michael Conforto and Francisco Lindor really play that well. Um, you know, obviously, Pete Alonso, congratulations on 30 home runs. But Jeff McNeil doesn't hit the ball into the gap anymore. I've seen some great memes about him. And he, he hasn't been that contact-heavy guy. I mean, just you look up and down their lineup, it is full of disappointments. These are guys that were helping their team in 2019, that magical run. Last year, you know, where is Thomas Smith? Where is J.D. Davis? Where is Jeff McNeil? Where is Michael Conforto? None of these guys have really shown up, yet they're still four games back. I just don't believe that they have the talent right now uh, to, to get there, and their pitching staff has, has struggled. I mean, Carlos Carrasco is supposed to be a guy that helps. He's not been that great. So the best way to approach this division, I think, is taking the Phillies to win it at plus 225. I'm really starting to believe in the Phillies. I think they're going to go out and get a big win tonight. And the Braves have, have really stagnated. Uh, you got to give them credit for adding right-handed bats to, uh, to fix their problems against lefties. But the Phillies have really come together as a team, and their pitching staff has done very well. And obviously the Rangers' Suarez injury kind of concerning, but 
I just think that they have a lot right now going well for them. When you talk about managers, Joe Girardi, a guy with a ton of experience, he's taken a ton of heat this year for, you know, for Phillies just going on that ridiculous cold streak, the whole Max Scherzer, Pine Tar incident or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, he's put his team in position to win this division. And I think without Ronald Acuna for Atlanta, there is a huge opening here for Philly. And I think that they can do it. They can close the one and a half games, get back on top of that division. Great stuff by Kenny Ducey, NBC Sports Edge. We'll come back and line it up with the home AFC teams in week one of the NFL season. Joe Giglio, Aaron Hawksworth, BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network.